0: hello and welcome to another episode of improper
1: football my name is mark and i am biz coming to you again from seattle mark's favorite city how are you doing mark
0: uh, i i'm <laughs> still here had, and you,
1: the past couple of weeks have
0: not been <laughs> kind uh but on the other side like how, how have you been
1: uh, I, I've been good. Um, it, it, was a very good week for me in fantasy, actually. So, so why don't we begin with, uh, talking about our respective matchups?
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Uh, do you want me to, why don't you go first? Okay. I will, uh, the good, the good news first, good news first. So I, I will say, I, I'd like to think Nick almost had a moral victory because as we know, Nick, Nick has been, I was playing the team that was bottom, Nick, deep South mediocre's and he, had, he hasn't been doing very well the last few weeks. Um, hasn't scored a lot of points. And I, I did think I had a good chance of winning. But we talked about this last week. I thought, you know what? If ever there was a trap game, if ever I'm too cocky, it's going to be this week. Because uh, And mm-hmm. actually, I didn't have a great game. I only scored about 110, but almost 111 points. And I won yeah. just by the skin of my teeth. I, I bit, won by five points or four points, I think. Um, and Nick played a good game. Um, I will say I got a bit unlucky. Chase Edmonds got hurt right at the beginning of the San Francisco-Arizona game. Um, yeah. So that was basically zero points. But, you know, I, I've, I've always been reluctant to play Melvin Gordon. And he has been really good the last few weeks. And actually, overall, when you look at his season, he's been pretty consistent.
0: Yeah, he had a little bit of a slump after the at the end of the first month when people are still trying to figure out. But other than a game against Baltimore and a game against Pittsburgh, he's been very consistent all season. He's been long.
1: very good. And so I almost think he might be my first choice flex now because um yeah, I think he's actually been better than Chase Edmonds. Um I mean obviously who knows about Chase Edmonds' um injury status going forward. But um so I didn't play Melvin Gordon. Um I also didn't play uh pat frymouth who got got a touchdown who's been a good tight end over the last few weeks
0: it's hard to justify um playing rookie tight ends until they start popping just because they have to take some time to get used to what the system and what they're responsible for is but pat frymouth like he was a high pick for them so i can't yeah yeah i'm not shocked that he's finally developing
1: yeah so um and i didn't play my favorite player hunter Renfro um who also had a fairly good game too but yeah i scored 110 points about average but i i got a win you know it's cliche wins a win so i'm now six and three uh lying second in the league although ten, i like to think of myself as being first because really the person in first place doesn't doesn't really count because of because of his uh uh fraudulent fraudulent uh results over the line <laughs> over some of them effectively he's had two ties but anyway we can get into that a bit later yeah. um Speak Well, we can get into that a little bit right
0: now. Uh I played against Spencer. Uh I had a chance to be able to go ahead and uh knock him off of his throne for all of y'all uh right behind him. And I was looking like I was going to upset him because I had this is one of my bye weeks, my big bye weeks for the year. And a couple of my players actually did well. George Kittle came back and got 100 yards and a touchdown. Matt Ryan actually had a decent game that week. Josh Jacobs yep. had a, an okay game. Adrian Peterson got me essentially what I thought I would need out of him to be able to win a, a touchdown. A touchdown.
1: Out of him. Oh, so you the played Indianapolis it. You did game play really
0: sc- Oh Yeah, yeah, I definitely played okay. him. Okay. The Indianapolis game really screwed me over, though, because they gave up 30 points to the Jets. And right. that ended up yielding me zero points. It was that zero points that sunk me. And more specifically than what sunk me, but what elevated Spencer was a player who made a play at the end of the very last game of the week. He had, uh, Spencer had Deontay Johnson. And he had one catch on the final (laughs) drive for like 22 yards that took him from losing uh, up until the last couple minutes of the the week into beating me by less than a point. And you can't get punched in the gut any worse than that? No. That's so, off to you, Spencer. You're a fraudulent victory. No, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> going to say that. I'll let you say that. Uh, I,
1: I will say, um, uh, so he mes- I messaged him last night about his luck, and this is what he texted me. He said, my team is a ragtag oh. bunch who come through in the end with some help from the football gods. I have been fortunate for sure. I will say, Spence, I think fortunate is a slight understatement because – there is also, I was just checking through the results. He had a win earlier in the season where he beat Roger. Uh, for a start, I think he only scored about 84 points. He won by 0.2. I mean, that, that should almost be off the board, personally. But, you know, we, we, play, we play PPR and we play, you know, with decimal points. So, you know, if you win by 0.1, 0.2, then a win's a win. So, uh, so yeah. But, uh, and so how's your record now?
0: Uh I'm I'm not doing well. I'm four and yeah, I'm I'm four and five right now. I'm in the okay. bunch of people tied for seventh and a bunch of people who actually have a decent like amount of points scored for them. Um there yeah. are actually a lot of really good teams that are at that team and in fact, the team that has the most points scored in the league, Andy, is tied for seventh at four and five. Right. Right. And part of this goes to show that a lot of this may be as a result of teams with good players are who are going on buys and just getting unlucky uh with who they try to fill their spots. That can happen. That's kind of the
1: nature of fantasy football. Yeah. Um, it, it is interesting to me. I'm looking at Ollie at Bellcal Central who's who's had, you know, he started off really strongly and he's now in amongst that group at 4 and 5. Um so, yeah, and he's, you know, he, he does have a really good team. So, um, and Jer- Jerry lost. What's
0: kind of crazy, actually, Spencer has the third least points scored in the league. Yes. Third least. Yes. The only teams that have scored less points than him are Ned, Nick, who is oh, less okay. than a point in digits, and Roger, who still hasn't paid much attention <laughs> and still somehow has more wins than Nick.
1: Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, you know what? spence you're seven and two ride ride that ride the lucky horse so um you know ride the lucky uh. horse
0: <laughs> i think we can move on to uh how well we did in our picks this week um why not for yeah. um we had some interesting picks uh you went with the steelers and ended up coming out on top at the very very end for that i ended up picking the cowboys over the von miller less broncos and got crushed Oh, my gosh. I, I, the entire world did not see that happen. And we'll get a little bit more into how this upset-filled
1: week happened. Upset week, yeah. Oh, my God. Upset week. Yeah. I mean, picks I, – I, I felt really confident with, with Pittsburgh. I mean, I have to say, Justin Fields looks he, – he had a good game um, on Monday night. Um, I mean, he, he looks yeah, – he looked good. I mean, he looked good. He looked good. I mean, you know, people talk about the eye test. He looks good. Um, Yes, he just put it out. I mean, I also felt sorry. I mean, that the what the sixty-five-yard uh, field goal at the end hit the bar, didn't it? And then came out. Um, yeah. So you know, I feel a bit sorry for Chicago Bears. I mean, you're right. I've changed my I've changed my uh, tactics and my strategy over the last few weeks. Obviously, because I think the first few weeks I I had this whole yeah let's pick a you know a surprise pick, and now I'm just like no, you know what I'm going to go with. A surefire thing that I think, until my luck runs out. So, it's worked for me so far over the last four weeks. I think so. So yes, and I believe I'm now ahead.
0: Uh, I started the season uh, picking uh, four out of five picks in four. my first five okay. weeks. Got right. You wow. got in those first five weeks just a couple. Since week five, I have not I pick- picked a single correct win. Wow! And wow. you have picked I've got- every single team right.
1: I've been on fire. I've been five. on fire.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's going to have to happen. At some point, you're going to run out of decent teams to pick. That's and true. You're gonna have I to mean, in fairness, like middling teams. I,
1: it's true. And I did pick Arizona over Houston, which obviously was a tough choice, but, um, you know, I really went tough out choice. on a limb there. Yeah, yeah. I really went out on a limb there, but uh, yeah, um, it's been good. I, I hope my luck, my, well, not my luck. I hope my, my uh, skill continues with this.
0: Yeah. Now, On the subject of picks, uh, I'm looking at our our Pick'em League, which we don't talk about too much. Um, And I think you missed a couple of weeks in the middle of there of like submitting your picks. That's that's true. Uh, Justin, shout out to Justin, is currently in first place in the entire league. Um, Out of players who have halfway consistently submitted their picks, you are in last. And I'm kind of in the (laughs) middle, which is honestly where I think we really should be in a lot of the same. Yes, yeah. Uh, that, that's, uh for that's the great. very first time I think for the very first time you and I both scored more total points in our Pick 'em league than Justin did.
1: Oh, so wow. That is great. an interesting that, thing. That's good. Yeah. I did know that I did get quite a few of them right this week, so I'm happy about that. Yeah. So,
0: you you got yeah. uh six, six correct picks, I got seven. Yeah. The most in our league yeah. was only eight.
1: Yeah. Um and Yeah.
0: Also, I'm going to point out that I was the only one in our league who uh who picked uh New York to beat the Raiders. Uh, the Giants <laughs> to beat the Raiders. I'm the yeah, only that one. Was who that. Game.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's that's good. Yeah, that was a good pick. That was a good pick. Yeah.
0: Definitely. Yeah, it's the only reason why it's I got separated from you and Justin. But <laughs> we'll get to Pickhums again at the end of this episode. We have a lot to cover. Um we certainly didn't. Yeah. It's it's almost like it's a repeat of last week in a sense. We have another Raiders first round pick from 2020 who did something stupid and got released. We have more conversations about Aaron Rodgers, and we've got uh, some more injuries, some more COVID tests since we got a bunch of upsets. Um, I want to start with the Aaron Rodgers conversation uh, oh. because I honestly don't want to spend a lot of time on it because we spent a lot of time last weekend, the week before on it, and you I did. just kind of want to get it out there and be done with it and move on to something that's more interesting. Um, Aaron Rodgers went on the Pat McAfee show. If you've never watched that, it's an amazingly entertaining show. And I've watched it with halfway consistency. He tends to have some really, really interesting points of view and perspective from the fact that he's a former player. He's kind of, he, he's definitely a straight talker in the sense where he'll, he'll speak off the cuff and he'll yeah. just say his opinion. And you can always know that he's being honest with what he's saying. And I greatly appreciate his candor that it brings to the space that you don't usually see that kind of candor. Uh, Aaron Rodgers went on last week to be able to talk about his side of the story. Aaron Rodgers and Pat McAfee are good friends. And I've changed my opinion on some things that I said last week, but there are also some things that I, and I, that I may have gotten a bit more angry on as well. I'm torn between Rodgers' intention and his reaction to everything that came out from this past uh, COVID reaction. On one side, I respect Rodgers' rationale for concern regarding the vaccine. He mentioned that he has an allergy to an ingredient that's present in two of the three authorized vaccinations. Um, as someone who also has a medical allergy and has actually been in situations where doctors have prescribed me the medicine that I have been allergic to because they just missed it on the chart when they were trying to figure out which medicines to give me. And I have to point it out to them. I understand the concern that you can have. And his, uh, the ingredient that he was allergic to is present in the Moderna and the Pfizer vaccinations. And he mentioned before that the CDC says that if you are allergic to one of these ingredients, you should not take these shots. Uh, at the time when he was trying to figure out what he was gonna do, the Johnson & Johnson case of clotting last spring um, made Johnson & Johnson not particularly enticing to take. And he was thinking, well, this is something that I have to, I have to take into consideration. And for someone whose entire career is based off of his physical well being, Rogers has some right to be wary about all three options that were available to him. He also mentioned that he researched alternatives that might allow himself to be protected uh, and for his teammates around him to be protected. And when he submitted his petition to the NFL to consider himself vaccinated, he provided 500 pages of evidence that showed some promise for his rev- uh, remedy. Uh, I don't know about you. I did not research 500 pages on any of the vaccines before I chose Pfizer. <laughs> did you?
1: I, I did, actually. Yeah. No, <laughs>
0: no, <I> no. <didn't.
1: laughs> I, I did not. No.
0: With that being in mind, it's also understandable that 500 pages is not enough for an organization like the NFL to take a look at and say, yeah, the CDC has millions and millions of pages. This is not enough information if we're still also questioning if uh, a particular side of the uh, argument is saying that there's not enough, enough evidence out there to take that. So 500 pages is certainly not enough. I am not angry or furious at Rogers for his personal decision to avoid all three available options. What I'm disappointed in Rogers in is his lashing out at the, quote, woke or, quote, cancel culture that was supposedly targeting him. That introductory statement, before he said anything, he said this is a, a, like a shot at the woke culture. Immediately by saying that statement, he immediately aligned himself with one side of the argument. He immediately aligned himself with one side of politics because talking about woke culture in a negative light tends to only align yourself with the hard right. Um, and. Regardless of what your politics are, when you are in a situation where your branding is important and you're trying to make sure that you are as appealing to as many people as possible, he made the decision that, you know, to hell with, the, to, with everybody else who disagrees with me. And he likely shot a lot of his future possi- possibilities for employment down the drain. A lot of his sponsors and uh, endorsements have actually gone away now. He was lo- connected with the Wisconsin healthcare system for a while And State Farm has slowly started pulling some of his ads off the TV as well, which is kind of terrible because some of his ads with State Farm are kind of great. It also aligns him with the area of politics that discredits science and change. And he immediately connected with the anti-vaxxers. With that statement of targeting the vocal cancer culture, uh, his words of being, quote, immunized without any context during that interview is skirting the issue at best and outright lying at worst. He also mentioned the unknown long-term effects. And that the long-term clinical trials may not be known until 2023, which is entirely possible. But if that is truly your concern, you would be wearing a mask the entire time. Because you would be actually concerned about not only what the vaccine can do, but what this virus can do to you as well. Because we see that the short-term effects of the virus can be death. This is just clearly not the case with him. And overall, my takeaway from that interview was just overwhelmingly disappointing. I respect his decision to not get the vaccination and to seek alternative routes, but his opinion and his stance on that and his way of targeting a portion of the population that has good right to be concerned about what this virus is doing and making it a political thing. It was just extremely disappointing.
1: Wow. Uh, yeah, I, I pretty much agree with everything you said. Um, in, res, in response for me, the, 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 the one thing I would say is, first of all, I'm, I'm really glad this last weekend that a lot of the pundits and analysts on the sports networks criticised him for what he did. I, I I was I had this view that a lot of the you know because a lot of them are ex-players they'll they'll all be like oh yeah you know it's fine who am I to tell you know who 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 are we to tell Aaron Rodgers what to put in his body. And yeah. I was I was happy that they were all like well this isn't just about him this is about his teammates as well. And and that's exactly what, what it is about. I think for me the interview just came across as so fraudulent. He was duplicitous and he just flat out lied. And I think for Mm me, I don't disagree with, I've I've got no problem with anyone saying it's my right to choose what I want to put into my body, of course. And as you brought up, if Aaron Rodgers was allergic to two of the vaccines and didn't feel comfortable with J&J, but that's, that's fine. No one, I don't think anyone is even questioning that reasoning. It's the idea that why didn't he say this in August? The idea that why didn't he go on the Pat McAfee show in August and say exactly what he said? Even if he did that in August, people probably would have still said, okay, well, people would have still had a, a major issue with it. But then at least people would have said, okay, he was being honest. He went on the Pat McAfee show and said, look, I'm not taking the vaccine because of this, this, and this. Why wait until now? after he tested positive to now go and never once to, did he do
0: that i i there's actually a, a reason why he didn't do that earlier to 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 at least defend him a little bit in this case um he didn't consistently start going on the Pat mcafee show until about a month ago uh and That's then true. he made the yeah. decision that he would show up every tuesday so the conversation with the interviewers happened in august and it wasn't until like mid or early october where aaron Rodgers, who had always who had come. A, on like occasionally with pat mcafee throughout the year and mainly during the off season but made it a regular thing to to appear on tuesday mornings or tuesday afternoons that didn't happen until uh, early last month i think
1: well i think what i mean not necessarily the pat mcafee show but again why why didn't he give his reasons in august Uh, through various media outlets he could have done that and said this is why i'm not taking the vaccine or this is why i'm hesitant at the moment and so and i'm i'm happy that uh A lot of his his biggest fans, like really, you know, went after him. The other thing he did bring up, you know, and I'm I'm stunned that he he had the audacity to bring up Martin Luther King in that um, in that interview. And and the idea that that was the wrong you know and Michael yeah Michael Michael Strahan said it perfectly. There's there's a time and a place to bring up Martin Luther King, (laughs) and that definitely wasn't it. Uh, Enough said on that. Um, He just uh, I'm glad that that people have taken him to task on this. He, there, he had plenty of opportunity to say he was not vaccinated and no one can take away the fact that he clearly knew what he was saying when he said, yeah, I'm immunized. Even if, even if he felt, yep. or obviously he felt that, but someone asked him, "Were you vaccinated? And as a lot of people have said, he's not dumb. He's a very intelligent person. He know he knew what he was doing. Oh, absolutely, um, and it always Very has to be. And this is what people have said with Aaron Rodgers: he has to be the, the the smartest person in the room. He has to be. I'm cleverer than you. I'm. I know what I'm doing. His his arrogance just just came across so much, even in that interview. Um, and yeah. it, in a way, I'm, I'm. And I'm happy that a lot of his, some of his sponsors are starting to kind of pull away, like you mentioned, the Wisconsin healthcare system and. I don't think we've not necessarily heard the end of it, but I think in terms of, I think this will discredit his future kind of his future career after his playing days are over, because I think this will change some, you know, I know like he wanted to host jeopardy perhaps. And you wonder if, you know, what what the, the kind of the optics and the perception of what's happened will, will change that, you know, whether certain companies will still want to align with someone like that. I mean, that's, that's all. I mean, I, I think you brought up some, you brought up a, a very a very good statement on that. Um, that's all really I have to, have to add on it, um, and uh, yeah. Let's move on to
0: something that might be the complete opposite of that, uh, and I didn't tell you about this because I just got this message, so I'm just gonna throw this in for maybe a minute and then we can move on. Waj from uh, ESPN tweeted, Three-time NBA All-Star Darren Williams is fighting longtime NFL running back Frank Gore in a four-round heavyweight bout on Showtime's pay-per-view undercard of Jake Paul versus Tommy Fury on December eighteenth.
1: Wow, muscle Frank TV. Gore and
0: Darren Williams in a boxing match? What? <laughs> that is going to be. Muscle I kind of needed that pay-per-view. right now because I'm like, what? Yeah. yeah,
1: how to transition from how to transition
0: from that? Um, <laughs> That's a yeah. great transition, I think. Uh, we had a lot of upsets in the NFL this week. We had a lot of upsets in the NFL. And it didn't necessarily affect too much as far as fantasy is concerned. Um, like, yeah, there are a couple of people that lost by the skin of their teeth. But, I mean, I mentioned before the Cowboys lost to a Broncos team that was kind of like on life support. Um. What was the most shocking thing for you this past weekend from all the upsets?
1: So in a way, the Broncos, the Broncos Cowboys was obviously the biggest, the biggest upset in a vacuum. I would say the bills losing to the Jags was a massive upset, but, but it was like (laughs) nine, six. So, so it kind of was like, well, it, it was, it was almost like a draw in my kind of football. And it was just a very strange game. So, in a vacuum, yeah. I would say the Bills losing to the Jags, who are one of the worst teams in the league, if not the worst, then yeah. yes. So, but when you look at the overall scope, I think the bigger ones is, is the Broncos and the Cowboys were at home as well. So, which makes it again. Even, I mean, I know the Jags yeah. were at home, but but the Bronco. I mean, the Broncos like smashed the Cowboys. Like it wasn't that close.
0: Yeah, the Cowboys put up sixteen points in the last quarter to make it thirty to sixteen. That yes. That's kind of crazy that it was only that close because of a barrage of the Cowboys trying to come back. Uh, I will say the biggest upset for me for the week was a game between two very, very good teams. And it, one of the teams is currently atop of the AFC right now who won that game. And a lot of people would have considered it an upset when the Titans beat the Rams. The Titans, without Derek Henry, right. beat the Rams by 12 yeah, points. Sunday night. Yeah. And Matt Stafford did not look good in that game. And the rest of the Titans looked pretty good there.
1: I was, I was surprised. I thought the Rams would win. I wasn't, look, obviously losing Derek Henry, who arguably sort of player for player is the best player in the league. I wasn't someone that was like they're, they're necessarily done in terms of their overall season, partly because they have a good defense. Yeah. They have a strong running game in terms of their offensive line if Derek Henry's that good and they base their whole Adrian Peterson got a touchdown. Right system on running, on the running game and also, I mean you've said this before that at the moment the running back position in a way is slightly devalued where it's kind of if you have a good system you can plug and play anyone um, and I'm not going that far but like if you have a good backup or someone like Adrian Peaks who can come in and just do a job maybe for a few weeks then yep. you, can still, you can still run and you can still have a good running game and yeah, and if you you know, it's a bit of a cliche, but defense wins games, defense wins championships. So you know, why not? They could they could ride that for a few more games. Maybe Derek Henry might come back earlier than they thought. So you know, they're what uh, is it seven and two or seven and two? Seven yeah. and two. I mean, you know. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, um, I, I'm I'm happy for them that, that they got a win because everyone was just. Saying that their season's over, and you know, it clearly isn't. And it's it was a big not, they win. just
0: took one of the best teams in the NFC and beat they them. They did
1: to, to, yeah, to go to LA and beat the Rams, who are really hot right now, um, or who were hot. that That's a big statement, statement result.
0: Another statement result, uh, an interdivisional match, actually. Uh, another game that I think a lot of people picked going the other way the Browns just crushing the Bengals. Like the Bengals were so hot, for like a month or so. And the Browns without Odell Beckham jr, which you can argue, maybe that made their team better because they didn't Mm. have the distraction of, do they need to feed Odell? Um,
1: they put up 41 points on the Bengals. That is crazy. Yeah. I mean, they, again, they, they, uh, they smashed them or spanked them to, to, uh, uh, (laughs) to you, to use a term from last week. Um, I, I did pick the Browns to win, partly because I went with my heart over my head because I actually I thought the Bengals were going to win. Obviously, division games are always, you know, people, uh, particularly those those division games in uh, the AFC North, um, they're always tense affairs. You know, Browns, Bengals, Steelers, Ravens, they're all like big, big rivalry games. And obviously, you knew the Browns were going to be up for it, particularly with what happened with Odell Beckham Jr. over the past week. Yeah, they just went into Cincinnati and crushed them. So, um yeah, Beggle's had a bit of an off day. But I think it, you know, I know it's only one game. But I think, I think again, it's one of those situations with Odell Beckham where I think it's just best for all, parties, for all parties involved to just say, you know what, this didn't work. Odell Beckham Jr. is still a very good receiver, but it just didn't work in Cleveland. Let him go somewhere else and sort of resurrect his career. He's still very talented, but I agree with you. I think for some reason it just didn't work with Baker Mayfield. And I think it's partly because... As you said, I don't know as much about the X's and O's as you do at all. But to me, sometimes when you have a great player, you do try and force them the ball. And I think when he wasn't on the field, there's more of a okay, team ethic. When he's on the field, it's, okay, I have to try and get him the ball, force him the ball. And it just just didn't work all around. So I actually think, I do think the Browns are better off without him. I guess the rest of the season remains to be seen. Where do you think Beckham has got to go? I don't know. There's talks of him going, uh, to a, certain, to, to a certain place in the specific, uh, Pacific Northwest. I tell you what, well, if you had Odell Beckham Jr., DK Metcalf, and Tyler Lockett, that's not a bad trio of receivers to have, is it?
0: Uh, I would not be upset if the Seahawks rented Beckham for the second half of the season. Uh, one of the problems that our team has had is we don't have depth at wide receiver. It's pretty much just Lockett and Metcalf, and then yeah. the guy who's supposed to be our third is rookie Dwayne Etzkridge, who has had a lot of injury issues throughout this year. So he's not been particularly present. We're one of the few teams in the league that has the cap space at this time of the season that could sign a player like Beckham. I don't know if Pete's going to put in the offer. Clearly, by the time that our listeners listen to this podcast, they'll know who he's going to sign with since it's just a few hours from when we're recording when Beckham is going to be released from the waiver claims and he's going to be able to just be a free agent. So we'll know before this episode goes live. I would not be upset about him being there because it would likely only be for a one-year deal. And with that being in mind, it's just Beckham trying to put together a, a reel of film so that somebody can sign him in the next offseason. Uh, and he wouldn't be trying to muscle in to be the diva and the focus point on the Seahawks. I would not be upset if that was the situation. But it's always kind of worrying when you bring in somebody that with that kind of a a
1: me, me, me attitude to any team. Do you think that will happen or do you think he's likely to go somewhere else? Or, Or if he does go somewhere else, where do you think he might land?
0: I I do think he's going to end up somewhere else. There's a chance that the Rams pick him up because they did just release Deshaun Jackson. I don't know if they've got the cap spot for there. I think they do. And quite frankly, Odo will probably make whatever the spots, they'll make the cap work. It's a possibility that the Saints pick him up because they could use more firepower to whoever is going to be their quarterback. I wouldn't be shocked if the Chiefs picked him up. huh. Mm. Uh, maybe even the, the, the Ravens pick him up because they can always use more help as a playmaker in the wide receiver position.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, there's definitely options. So, yeah, be interesting to see where he ends
0: yeah. up. Shout out to Jerry, who went Shout to out the out to Jerry. Eagles-Chargers game. Um, Jerry, you're,
1: Jerry Chargers you're a good won. luck charm. Jerry, you're a good luck charm because uh, <laughs> Justin Herbert finally showed up and, uh, yeah, pulled out, as I say. Although I will say, Devontae Smith, I will say, D- Devontae Smith, uh, he, looks, he looks really, really good. I mean, he's a beast. He, he looks does. absolutely, like a, a. along with Jamal Chase, top, top rookie uh, wide receiver.
0: Speaking of beasts, the Arizona Cardinals did not have two of their biggest beasts on their team. They did not have uh, DeAndre Hopkins, and they did not have Kyler Murray on their team. And they still right. sh- lacked the San Francisco 49ers, with Colt McCoy winning as they're <laughs> That's true.
1: And on top of that, Chase Edmonds got hurt right at the beginning of that game as well. I actually picked San Francisco to win that game because I, yeah, I thought, again, rival, rivalry game, I thought San Francisco would, would really be up for it. I thought, obviously, the question marks about DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray, I was, I was thinking even if one of them doesn't play it might give San Francisco the edge. I think it, it shows sort of Arizona is is the real deal. There's there's something about them this year.
0: You were the only one in the Pickham League to pick San Francisco to win that game. Everybody else, even with Colt McCoy starting, still picked Arizona to beat Arizona, San
1: Francisco. Arizona, wow, wow. Well, I guess everyone knew more than I did. Because so. they look at San Francisco
0: <laughs> like, oh, it's Jimmy Garoppolo. No. I'm going to take Colt McCoy Jimmy Gar- over Jimmy Garoppolo like every single day of the week, I like don't, clearly. I, so
1: to me, but, I don't get, I, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is a good, quarterback he's not great but he's his record is pretty decent well yeah that's true that's true yeah that game that game was that game was very surprising um yeah it was surprising but arizona they look yeah they still have the best record don't they in the league
0: they do they're the only team with one loss yeah don't don't remind me about how good other teams in my division are i'm not happy with that so there are a few matchups coming this week uh, that are look like they're going to be super competitive because there are only a few matchups that are actually winning teams versus winning teams. The Saints versus the Titans, I think that's going to be a really interesting matchup because you have big injuries on both sides, but both teams are, have been winning without their players. You get the Browns versus the Patriots. That may be the most interesting game of the entire week.
1: I think that'll be um, a good game.
0: And yep. lastly... The only other game between two teams with winning records will be the Chiefs versus the Raiders. I think it's going to be the Chiefs coming out party to be able to establish themselves saying, hey, we're We're still around. We're we're the dominant team again. Yeah,
1: Yeah. they've just been sort of going through the motions a little bit. They've had a very sort of hum-ho season so far. And so, yeah, you're sort of waiting for them to sort of break out of their funk and be like, okay, this is what we're really about. It could well be, yeah, this could well, well be their sort of coming out party. Um but yeah, there, there are some I mean, although I have to say Russ, Russ may be coming back. Seattle, Green Bay, that'll be he has been cleared. He has been cleared. So, you know, I think that might be an interesting game, although it is in Green Bay, so it's going to be a tough one. But but I agree, Tennessee New Orleans. On that
0: subject with the Green Bay versus Seattle matchups, and I may have mentioned this on a previous episode. Since Russell Wilson entered the league, and we've had this quasi Green Bay versus Seattle uh, rivalry, the home team has won every single time. And part of me is like, well, it doesn't really matter until an away team can win, because then you can finally say that you have like an ownership over a rivalry. But the thing that kind of makes me angry about this rivalry is Green Bay has not come to Seattle since I think like 2016. The last like three or four times have all been in Green Bay. Editing mark here. Just to correct myself, it's actually the fourth out of the last five regular season matchups between these two teams have been in Green Bay. The last one was in Seattle, but it's still the home team has always won.
1: Oh, okay. Green Bay will definitely be favorite, <laughs> seeing as the results have always been with the home
0: team. Green Bay will be favorite. Do you think the Lions are going to get the first one of the season against the Steelers? You know, <laughs> no, no.
1: So funny you say, I was just <laughs> looking at that game and thinking, come on, Jared Goff. Go Come on. I've already picked them though, so I can't pick them again, haven't I? I've already picked them in my pick 'ems. Uh, so I don't pick the lions yet? You
0: have not picked the lions. Oh, I've not? Okay, not picked I'm the waiting.
1: lions. They're my, they're my we'll tigers. get to that at the end. Week seventeen, they're going to be my pick. Okay. They'll probably be playing like Arizona or something. So, one of my colleagues
0: will be very, very happy to know that you're going to pick the Lions in the last game of this, in the last game of the season. They are playing the Packers on the last game. Oh, of in the game. oh, well, and then I'll I had a conversation with, with my buddy. So the conversation I had with one of my buddies at work, Andrew, uh, we had the the thought and the laugh, and he says, "Oh, please make this happen." Uh, he's a big Lions fan, and he has subjected himself to thinking that the Lions may lose out the entire season. But I said, would you trade away the perfect blemished season if it meant that in the last week of the season, the Lions beat the Packers to potentially knock them out of the one seed? And he thought oh, about definitely. that very quickly. And he said, yeah. nothing would make me happier.
1: Yeah, of course. I mean, they already have, the like, they lost all their ma- matches on 16. Not that long ago. That was, what, 10, 12 years ago or something? They went 0-16 one year. So I'm like, so going 0-17, I mean, in some ways it would be kind of cool having a record of 0-16 and 0-17. <laughs> that would be kind of cool. But yeah, yeah. I mean, If any team can do amazing. it, I
0: believe that the Lions can.
1: Yeah. Well, particularly if all is lost, obviously, for the Lions in the last game of the season. Yeah. To try and knock the Packers out of, you know, the number one seed or even a... a you know another seed that would be that would just be fantastic so maybe i will save my lions pick for for the the uh, the very last week of the season so
0: let's move on to our league yes yeah
1: how about do you, you want first? me to
0: have any success this season do you want to see me win it all this week no comments
1: <laughs> i i guess we're playing each other this week yeah okay so yeah.
0: you let's... currently have an advantage over me of about 20 points or so. And I have really? a little yeah. bit of maneuvering around. Well, yeah, because I've, I don't have really a good secondary running back uh, because I've still got Chuba Hubbard. I'm going to have to make some kind of a trade. I have to make some kind of a trade because I need a second running back. So I do get so to you... have the the uh, m- my victory in our trade early this season. Russell Wilson will be able to play. So we will get it Herbert will. versus Wilson this week. Yeah. Um, but overall, I've got a lot of decisions to make because my team is looking pretty nasty.
1: Well, yeah, you've got a few days. Um, I mean, well, you still got Adrian Peterson. And, you know, well, you've got Jarvis Landry in there too. And, I mean, you've got and Dawson yeah, Knox as but well. But none of them
0: are going to yeah. get me the points of Well, you've got George two, Kills. You
1: know? No, that's true. I might be interested in a trade. For a, for a, for a not, not right during back. the week, you're playing against me. Well, you never know. Depends who you're offering, but um... <laughs> I'll give you
0: Matt well, Ryan. Um, I
1: don't know. Why would I? Need I'll give to, you Matt, Matt Ryan
0: for Austin Eckler. Uh, uh, Matt no. Ryan's better. Former no. MVP. Matt well, Ryan. I'll trade yes, him straight yes, up for Austin Eckler.
1: Yeah. I've got Boston Scott if you want him, maybe even interested in. Uh, Melvin Gordon, if you're going to give someone top-tier uh, wide receiver or something. I'll give you Matt
0: um, Ryan for Melvin Gordon. So
1: you're only going to give me Matt Ryan for any...
0: <laughs> He's the only player You're going to give me Matt Ryan for Dalvin
1: team. Cook and Justin Herbert and Mike Evans all together. So there we go. That's a good trade. No, you know what? I'll let you keep
0: Justin Herbert. I'll get, let you keep <laughs> Justin Herbert. I'll, I'll, but I'll take everybody else. Uh, yeah, it does look like UBiz have a pretty easy win this week. Um, unless I do something to be able to pull a random uh running back out of a trade to be able to even this up. Uh you've got uh you, even after I've made my adjustments right now to move Jarvis Landry in over to Hubbard, you're still advantaged over me by about ten points. Uh yeah, anything but, can happen.
1: Yes, we but saw I that think you've this, got this last week with my I was supposed to beat Nick by twenty points and I beaten him by four or five. So I just think these these um predictions are slightly odd. Um, you know, I, I I have a good team, um, and you've sort of just jinxed me by saying I should win because basically that means it's not going to happen. Uh, so oh, that's right.
0: In, I haven't picked a uh, I haven't picked a correct game since like early October. So if I
1: pick you to win, that
0: means I'm guaranteed. Right, right, right.
1: So uh, yeah, well, well, may the best uh, may the best team win, and uh, yeah, hopefully, uh, yeah, next week's episode is going to be interesting. Then maybe I won't show up if I'm uh, if it's sour grapes. I might just, <laughs> I might just uh, give one word answers, which I normally do anyway. So, uh, yeah,
0: (laughs) there is one other really interesting match. Uh, Spencer's playing Justin this week, and that's going to be another opportunity for somebody to knock the first place off the top of the the rankings. And if Justin does that, he may actually end up next week being in first place. So this is Justin's just statement week, I think, going in the last month or so before the playoffs begin. This is that final, like, down the stretch of, like, four or five weeks or so before we get there. Hats off to Justin trying to um, get over the weasel. I'm calling him a weasel because he has, like, the fewest points out of a winning team that you'll ever see in Spencer. Um, well, well, Spencer needs to make some moves too,
1: so it's going to be interesting to see. But it's, it's close. Um, but, um, yeah. Uh, he come needs on, to come make on.
0: some moves, but he's still advantaged over him, even though he has two bye
1: weeks. Yeah, I know. I'm actually, I'm actually rooting for Ryan as well, e- even though, like, if I lose, you know, he, he could go top. But come on, Ryan. Come on. We need, we need a Spencer loss. We need a Spencer loss. <laughs> a you know Spencer what's going to happen? Loss. Spencer will – he will I, – I, I, I'm going to guess he will end up winning by, like, 0.1. I mean, he, like, that's just what he does. That's just what he's done this year. So, uh, But yeah. you're not bitter. You're I'm not bitter. bitter at all. I'm not bitter at all, no. no. <laughs> it, it will be one of the greatest if Spencer does win this year, or, or even if he wins the regular season. It might possibly be one of the great regular season wins of all time, given, given just his overall stretch of results. But, but, yeah, there's still a few games left. So,
0: All right. I think we can uh, bring this home by talking about who our picks for the weeks are going to be. Do you want to go first? Let's
1: do it. Sure. So let me bring them up. See, there's a game that sticks out, but I don't want to to pick them because you picked them last week and they stunk up the joint, to to quote. A a, a good good phrase. Dallas over Atlanta. Yeah, I am. Because I think they're going to bounce back, but I I just don't want to pick them because I just don't. Yeah. I've picked Tampa Bay already, haven't I? Oh, yeah. And I'll pick the Colts. I haven't yep. picked the Titans, and there is part of the things. So basically, there's there's two games actually: Tennessee over New Orleans, and the Chargers over Minnesota. Um, so Those I'm are toyed close games I'm,
0: too.
1: I know, but I'm toyed with going Dallas over Atlanta, and also Green Bay over Seattle. But I don't want to pick Green Bay for for obvious reasons, and I don't want to pick Dallas either because I don't like Dallas. So, but I'm going to have to pick them. But but you see what I don't like about this is it's like I don't want Dallas to win, but then you sort of half want them to win because you pick them. So it, that's what I don't I sort of don't like about pickems. <laughs> have I picked the Bills?
0: We're getting to the part of the season where we've picked all the teams you like. And you're like I don't want to pick anybody else now. I
1: know. Have I picked the Bills?
0: <laughs> you have not picked the Bills.
1: Okay, I'm going to pick the Buffalo Bills over the New York Jets.
0: The bounce. How many back. times are you going to pick teams that are playing against the uh, the Jets? <laughs> well it didn't work that's a couple of weeks ago begins.
1: against the bengals so yeah so i'm gonna go with the buffalo bills to take down the... yes that's it yes you did yeah so i'm gonna take the bills over the jets how about you mo
0: i'm gonna piggyback off of you in a way but i'm also gonna pick a, a game that i think would be pretty solid to pick uh i'm just no conversation about it. i'm just gonna pick the pittsburgh Steelers over the detroit lions
1: really why
0: yeah I'm, I'm i just, think that'd be a really I, close game um <laughs> So, at some point, I think I'm going to need to pick the Steelers, and I don't like the Steelers. So, if I have to pick against them, it's going to be with a guaranteed win against the team that's with right. your goofball in Jared Goofball.
1: <laughs> wow. Wow. Jared Goff, did you hear that? Shots fired. Wow. <laughs> oh,
0: he's certainly been called worse in his career. He's
1: going to come good. So, my words. <laughs> so, for this
0: week, you have picked the Buffalo Bills over the New York Jets. And I have picked the Pittsburgh Steelers over the Detroit Lions. There we go. I think that is a full week for us. Anything else indeed. that you want to uh, quickly shout out before we uh, wrap things up?
1: I would like to shout out Spencer. I, I would actually, as much as I've been going on at him, I would actually like to shout out Spencer. He's 7-2, and two, league leader, lives halfway across the world in Dresden, Germany, and is still managing to win uh, most of his games. So... Kudos to you for doing, for, for putting in the effort. And uh, yeah, we'll have to get you on as a guest sometime. So, uh, so yeah, hope you're doing well, Spence. Shout out
0: to Spence. I'm actually going to shout out to myself and to the co-hosts of the other podcast uh, that I also host, uh, to Morgan and Ross. Uh, if you're interested in all things dorky gaming, uh, specifically card games and things like that, I have another podcast called Kicking Myself that you can find on all the same platforms that you listen to this amazing podcast shameless uh, wow. wow, wow shameless plug, like, I mean like what have we no shame <laughs> we're both musicians, we have no shame no, that's can a good can you count effort. the that's amount of times effort. on your hands the amount of times that you have been on stage with less than reputable clothing
1: <laughs> uh, you know, my that's point, point Chris, exactly, have to, have we have no shame it. yes, yes, indeed,
0: we have no indeed. shame
1: good, good effort, good effort All right. hello Morgan and Ross
0: and with that, um Take care, everybody. Uh, Enjoy football this week. And uh, I hope Biz loses. Cheers. Cheers.